Welcome to the Pomona Christian Church Podcast. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian. Marcus is traveling. Uh, they are on a medical mission trip to Albania. And so, as I said, I'm not Marcus, as you can see, uh, but uh, you're stuck with me. Uh, and uh, I got to talk to Marcus a little bit earlier in the week, and he actually uh, super excited. He has, he has the opportunity to speak while he's in Albania. I mean, I can't even say the name of the place. Uh, but uh, he said he was a little nervous because uh, you have to preach to where a translator is going to translate the things that you're saying, and and I said, no thanks, I'm good. Uh, I will come here where people can, I don't speak English very well anyway, so, um, but I'm super excited to be with you guys this morning. Uh, I'm not a pastor here, I'm a pastor for Christian Campus House at West Plains, uh, and we have some of our college people, but I won't point them out, they're right there, um, just a couple of our people, and uh, we had a couple in first service, and I did the same thing to them, and I think they just looked down, and they were like, everybody's looking at me, and our girl said, somebody approached her in the hall and said, are you one of the college people? She says, yes. I said, don't say it like you're ashamed of it, my goodness. Um, but uh, I, I think one of the beauties of not being one of the pastors is that I get to come in and hurt people's feelings. Uh, and then I just get to leave. Uh, and so uh, you guys get to yell at the pastors, uh, and I'm not one of them, so I'm good. Uh, but uh, And I feel like uh, the passage that we're going through today, the, the rich young ruler, will be in the Luke version, Luke 18, uh, 18 through 30, um, is, is one of those passages that, that hurts a little bit. Uh, anybody in here seen Friends? Okay, I couple hands went up. Uh, Friends, uh, unpopular opinion, is far superior to Seinfeld. Okay. Um, I got a couple classes. First service, everybody's like, what are you talking about? So, um, but, uh, so there's this episode where Joey uh, is reading the book, The Shining. Anybody remember that? That scene? Okay. And, and he, when he gets afraid of it, he throws it in the freezer. Because when it's in the freezer, he's safe. He's protected from it. Uh, and he doesn't have to worry about the things that, that are on those pages anymore because they don't exist. And uh, I was going to do a Nicholson impression, but I decided not to. So, um, But I wonder if that's the same thing that we do with Scripture. I wonder if, if like Joey, we get to certain parts of Scripture... And we want to hide it away in the freezer. Because when I'm not looking at those words and when I can't see the book, those things can't hurt my feelings. Those things can't make me do things that I don't want to do. I know that I'm guilty of this. And this, this was one of the passages that, that I've done that with. Where I've, I've looked at it once or twice and read it for face value, but then just kind of hid it away. Because I want to do the things I want to do. I want to hold on to the things that I want to hold on to. So we're going to get into this uh, right after I pray. Father God, you are so good. 
And your word is so rich and full of life. How could I ever want to take parts of it and hide it away? God, I just pray that as I'm speaking this morning that that you would allow me to move out of the way and that your spirit would be heard. I just thank you so much for Jesus. I thank you that he was the bold person that, that was needed. Uh, and God, I just pray that we are the bold encounters with Christ that our world desperately needs today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so uh, Luke 18, starting in 18. And a ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, to which the the man replied, all these things I've kept from my youth. That's a bold statement talking to Jesus. And and I, man, he's a better man than I, because I've not kept these since my youth. Jesus goes on, he says, one thing that you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said how difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? But he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Peter said, see, we have left our homes and followed you. He said to them, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come eternal. See, this is one of those passages that when I look at it, I don't really want to look at it. When I hear the words, it offends me. It hurts my feelings. But the word of God is a double-edged sword. It's meant to cut through bone and marrow. It's meant to be something that when you read it, there's either going to be change or you're going to hide it away. And some of these things we need to dwell on just a little bit more. Jesus says, I want you to rid yourself of the earthly possessions and give, those, give it to those in need. And then come and follow me. Notice he doesn't just say, come follow me. Notice he says there has to be some kind of sacrifice, some kind of a surrender. That we've got to be willing to give up some things. And if we're not willing to give up those things, are we truly following the Jesus that came here to save us? Because he lived a life of sacrifice. And this wasn't the first time that he said to people, leave some things behind and follow me. He said it to his disciples. He said, you're fishermen. I want to make you fishers of men. I want you to leave your homes. I want you to leave your families. I want you to leave here and now and follow me. And almost without hesitation, they followed him. 
But see, this, this money had a grip on this rich young ruler. In one of the songs, it said there's a stronghold. See, he had, he had put up a divider in his head, and he, he had the things of God on one side and the things of him on the other. And he was okay with being a Sunday Christian. He was okay with hearing the things of God on Sunday and then everything else on Monday. He was okay with just leaving it all behind on Monday. This man walked away face to face with Jesus. Jesus says, get rid of all of that stuff. All of those things that have a stronghold in your life. And come and follow me. Can you imagine standing face to face with Jesus and him saying those words? And your only response is the same response as that man. But, but we know who Jesus is. We know who he is. We know he's the savior of the world. Yet we still respond in the same way, or at least I know I do. Jesus says, come and follow me. And I say, maybe tomorrow. Because right now I'm still going to hold on to this. Matthew chapter 6. You guys want to turn there? Jesus has some very wise words, yet again, starting in verse 19. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Heard a quote recently. Said if we are giving more money to streaming platforms than to Jesus, we may have our priorities out of line with the gospel. And I got to tell you, the person that said that, that really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I was a little bit offended. I was like, come on, man. You want to know who that person was? It was Marcus. <laughs> I'm calling him out. He's not here to defend himself. But he, uh, he said that to me as we were talking about this passage earlier in the week. And I was like, oh, man. When my wife and I first started coming here, we weren't tithing. Uh, we spent the first three years of coming here. We've been here for six years overall now, nine years in West Plains. For the first three years of coming here, we kept telling each other, we'd get done with church, we're like, oh, I feel so empowered and I feel so driven by the Holy Spirit that I want to start giving money. I want to start giving financially to the mission of Pomona Christian Church. And then we would talk about it again the next week. And then we would talk about it again the next week for three years. We kept putting it off and we kept saying, well, we barely have money to do the things that we want to do anyway. How are we going to give money to a church and continue living the way that we want to live? But that's, that's the trick of it, isn't it? That's the truth of it, is that you can't. 
He says right there, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. You can't serve whatever you want to do and, and Jesus calling you. Jesus says, I want you here and now. I want transformation of heart. I want change. And I want all of you, every single thing that you are. I want your family. I want your money. I want your time. And I want you to be focused on me. But we just weren't willing. We continued week after week to talk about how we were going to change things. Anybody else ever do that? Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this and this and this. It's like a New Year's resolution that never stopped. And when we finally did start tithing, it was like everything else kind of fell in order. Like we weren't focused on all of these other things that we were focusing on. We were starting to actually surrender ourselves and sacrifice and, and give our entire selves to God. But man, that's a hard thing to do when we feel like we've earned that money. We have to realize that we have nothing that God has not given us. Every single thing we have, God has gifted us with. The very breath that we breathe. When we wake up in the morning, we should say, God, thank you for another day. Thank you so much that I have an opportunity to do any of the things that I do. Talking about uh, giving, uh, CCH, uh, the ministry I've been at for nine years, uh, my wife and I moved down here specifically to, uh, to be a part of Campus House, to be the pastor there. And been here nine years, and, and God has shown us so much steadfastness and faithfulness and just shown us how much he loves but there for a while, it was difficult. Uh, and if I get emotional and tear up, you're just going to have to get over it. Um, there was about a two-year period, maybe a little bit longer, where we didn't know if the ministry was going to succeed. Financially, we were coming in at the end of each month with $100 left over in the account. No money to spend on outreach for students. No money... We didn't know if from, from month to month if we were going to be able to get paid. And uh, it was tough. It was one of those times where we continued like trying to be faithful to God, but asking the questions of God, we're, we moved here because you called us here. We're, we're doing these things because, man, first of all, college people are the best. They're way better than older people. Anyway, um, College people are awesome. I just love college people. They ask the difficult questions. And sometimes I just have to say, I don't know, which is okay. And they laugh at me. But we continued to try to be faithful, but we were just, we felt broken. After every board meeting, I remember I would, uh, I would go home and my wife would go to bed and I would sit out in the living room and cry. Because I didn't know what was going to come next. But I thank God for those times. Because he led us through them. And it's because of 
One of the big reasons that we made it is because of the giving here at Pomona Christian Church. Pomona really came alongside us and uh, gifted money time and time and time and again that they probably didn't even know where the money was coming from for them to gift it to us at the time. But I, I praise God so much for Pomona Christian Church and the sacrifice of the people that go here and the sacrifice of the church giving to our ministry so that it could succeed. But I believe that this story is challenging us with more than just money, right? He challenged the man to follow him with his entire being, with every single thing that he had, every ounce of energy, every ounce of energy that he didn't have was never going to have. That's why he said, with man, all things are impossible. With God, all things are possible. If you are truly leaning into God, it's a power like you've never felt. The, the energy comes. The people show up. And the people change lives. I believe that he's talking about that, but I also believe he actually says, come up to my level, right? Because Jesus, he lived a life of sacrifice. He left everything behind to bring a message of love to a people that would hate him. To bring the truth of the gospel to bring himself to a people who were going to spit on him and beat him and ridicule him. Because of that great love. When I was in high school, I, I had that, that blockade in my mind uh, of the God things on one side and, and the me things on the other. I was still, it was my senior year of high school and I was still kind of living in that party scene. And I remember I had this guy at youth group, his name was Randy. And he was probably in his 50s at the time. He was uh, one of our youth leaders. And he came to me and said, uh, hey, Stephen, I need to talk to you. Pulled me on. He said, you're being an idiot. I'm like, oh, well, that's a little harsh, don't you think? And he said, nope. Uh, uh, and so he proceeded to tell me that what I was doing was taking something that God had gifted and I was squandering it. Just like the prodigal son. That I, that I was taking this gift and I was running. He, in essence, what he's telling me is get rid of your stuff. Get rid of the stuff that has a stronghold in your life and step up to a new level. Store those treasures in heaven. We're not living for the here and now. Our goal should not be for things of this world. It should be for bringing others with us. We have that saving relationship with Jesus Christ, and we should want every single person to have it. I want heaven to be standing room only. And uh, I made a joke first service, so I'll make it again this service. We got any Royals fans? None? That's about right. Just like at Kauffman Stadium. All right. Um, but uh, if you've ever been to a Cardinals game, can I hear some Cardinals fans? There we go. That's a little better. This year, maybe not so much. But if you've ever been on the Metro Link, when a Cardinals game and a Blues game lets out at the same time, that's the kind of standing room only I'm talking about. 
when uh, if you were to fall on the metro link it's going to be a domino effect that we've never seen man can you imagine standing room only at the throne praising god that's what our entire lives should be about each and every one of us jesus called us to go not go sit on the couch Jesus called us to go and love people. Surrendering ourselves to God and asking the Holy Spirit to take over and use us. Surrendering ourselves. Are we living a life of surrender? Kneeling at the cross, giving our everything to God, saying, God, use my finances, use my talents, use my everything for your kingdom come, your glory now. Have we been willing to take the back seat and let Jesus drive us forward? So some of these hard texts, I have one more that hurts my feelings every time I read it. Uh, That's why it's probably one of my favorites. In the book of Romans, chapter 12. Verse 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then he continues on. If that doesn't hurt your feelings enough, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That, that is how we, as the body of Christ, are supposed to be living. Living a life sacrificially for Jesus. The question is, are we doing that? With our everything, are we keeping Christ number one? I know most of the time I'm probably not. But my prayer and hope for each of us today is that is that we actually leave feeling challenged to start putting Jesus higher on our list of priorities. That we actually leave here with some things in mind that we need to do. I'm actually going to read some lyrics from a song, and um, I am going to get emotional this time. This morning I didn't, um, but after service, I'm already getting there, It's it's coming. There was a lady and her daughter that came out in the foyer, Foyer, if you're fancy. Um, And uh, she told me that her and her daughter had been homeless for a while and and recently weren't. But the song that I'm getting ready to read some of the lyrics from, the first thing first, was one of the only things that got them through, was keeping Christ first. And uh, uh, these lyrics took on a whole new meaning for me after she said that says, I give it all, my life and offering, my heart is yours. So have your way in me. Your kingdom is all I want to seek. I don't want to love what the world does. I don't want to chase what the world does. I only want you. First things first, I will seek your will, not my own. Surrender all my wants to you. Keep the first thing first, to live your truth, to walk your ways. Set my eyes 
Lord, I fixed my face on you. All my desires reversed to keep the first thing first. For them, this was more than just words on a page. It was more than just some famous Christian singer singing some lyrics. And what if we turned that into that for us? What if we as the church, not a building, but the people of God, started living those words? God, I I don't want what this world loves. I don't want to chase after the things of this world. God, I only want you. My family, my finances, my time, my talents, every single thing about me. I only want you. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian.